0: Hello. We are three friends who like playing tabletop games and thought it would be fun to create characters based on movie and TV characters for role-playing games. I'm Matt, and I'm joined by... Karina. And Ian. And this is... Hollywood Hollywood Rolls. Rolls.
1: Oh, America. I wish I could tell you this was still America, but I've come to realize that you can't have a country without people, and there are no people here. No, my friends. This is now the United States of Zombieland. Yes, remember the rules. Trust no one and keep your eyes peeled for Twinkies. We're building Krista, a.k.a. Wichita from Zombieland
0: we're playing fifth edition here. So it's rulings, not rules, right? That's, that's what we say about this edition.
1: <laughs> I know. Cause yeah, the second movie they had like, what do you call it? Shoot. I forgot.
0: Commandments. 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 Yeah. Is so
1: strange, but yeah, that, that like <laughs> differential. So
0: looking at the, the trivia for the first movie, I, I hadn't realized that the, the character names, um, for, for the doppelganger group yeah. were the original character names. I for didn't this, either. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. yeah I, I still the... didn't realize that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The,
0: um flagstaff uh flagstaff's the important one uh yeah oh
1: i was actually thinking of the actors but yes um uh, <laughs> oh. flagstaff was originally the ohio one and sure. Tallahassee was going to be Albuquerque, but they changed it. The only one that was actually the same was Wichita. When, when this
0: was going to be a TV show instead of a movie, I can't remember if she was Wichita or if that was one of yet another character name that changed. I think I think it was Wichita consistently from the, the beginning. For at
1: least, the, you know, according to the IMDb trivia. The only the search par- for reality in the, the world. The paragon <laughs> of everything. Uh, the, the bit of trivia that I did see, which was, you know, some of the few that was interesting to me was the fact that she was the only one from the original script, at least, that didn't change. The character's name was always Wichita.
0: So it's not infrequent that we talk about how much a movie grosses. And the, the most ridiculous fact exists on IMDb and brings us back along to our recent Frozen podcast, which is adjusted for inflation. This is the second highest grossing movie in the United States that begins with the letter Z after Zootopia. <laughs> Oh.
1: That's amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was also the, I, I thought the more interesting one was the
2: fact that it, it was the highest grossing zombie movie that had, I can't remember what it, it had been. Oh,
1: I think it was, um, so I think Dawn of the Dead had, Dawn
2: of the Dead, that's uh, what it was. Yeah. Had
1: pre- previously been the highest zombie, um, yeah. Like, would quote unquote be a zombie movie as far as box office, like totals. And then, yes, this one. And then World War Z. This was in 2009. Shaun of the Dead mm-hmm. was 2004. Yeah. yeah. And then Walking Dead happened. Of course, the comic had existed, but the TV series that had happened on AMC was then the next year. So like this was really the beginning of like, you know, it's always cyclical, but this cyclical thing of zombies are big Mm now.
2: There was also some criticism of or not criticism, but skepticism. of, Do do you really want to make another comedy zombie movie after Shaun of the Dead? And that's what the director was inspired by and like, did a great job.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Can you do it as well? Like, of course, you can't beat that, but maybe just give it a try. Also, they're uncredited William Golding. Did a lot of rewrites, the hmm. writer of *Princess Bride*. Okay, to call back to a previous episode of go. this podcast.
0: All right, while well, we're calling back to previous <laughs> episodes. Oh, oh
1: tired. Oh.
0: If you were concerned that maybe after listening to our episode of Conan, the extras were all getting drunk on blood, you will be <laughs> oh, wrong no. because all of the blood effects were added digitally during post-production for this movie. Uh, was it. Uh, there was no fake blood used anywhere in the film.
1: Oh, the blood, I would believe. But the stuff that they're throwing up, come on. That stuff is like canned yeah, soup I have in no the
0: no mouth. Idea. Yeah, the canned soup. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think all the, all the, all the like black gross blood, I think that is more or less digital. I, I, okay. production, For me, really? I did not notice it. There were a lot of reviewers who found it super fake and weirdly out of place, but like...
1: Yeah. It seems well, fun, whatever. I think at the time, that yeah, it was still very controversial still to have like fast zombies. And I was like, you know what? Get out of the way, boomers. Here we go with our fast zombies, millennials.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mo- There's also homers. It's a
1: millennial time for fast zombies. No, the, I'm sorry. The homers weren't until two years ago. That's a I zoomer. Know. That's a zoomer zombie. If you want to own a <laughs> zoomer zombie. zombie
0: this is the first time I've seen a zombie movie use Generation Z in that way. And I was fond of that joke. So you were mentioning the blood effects. I thought it was interesting. Also, the the supermarket scene. Um, which looks
2: like a supermarket, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. but they completely faked that because they priced it out and it was cheaper to make a supermarket than it was to Film in a actually rent out a supermarket huh. and pay for all the damaged goods.
1: Yeah, considering how much damage <laughs> they did, that was surprising to me because I feel like they could have just actually like rented out like two aisles and been like me destroy these two aisles and i yeah. guess it just didn't price out that well it's like okay
2: i've been in some pretty empty cvs's like couldn't they have just
1: <laughs> they do destroy a lot of merchandise but i was surprised that the amount of things they do destroy wouldn't just be worth saying what if we remove and come in like constructing a whole set yeah is actually cheaper than just putting on your own set inside one yeah i guess i'd believe that it makes sense yeah. also the liability maybe the yeah grocery store's like no thank you sir <laughs>
0: you can film whenever you want to you don't have any of it's the true. timing cons- I mean, you have some timing constraints. Yeah, you like, have to get off the the soundstage and, eventually
1: and you know there's a, there's a number of famous grocery stores in southern california that i know do film if they do destroy anything it's like they throw like a thing they'll like throw one thing on the ground it's not like how they were doing in the zombie we're like they're literally like trashing the place so i understand their trepidation there <laughs>
2: Like, not nope. as much as they did with the souvenir shop. That that was just.
1: Well, that was clearly a, a holy belt set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> full yeah. of tchotchkes just to yes. destroy. <laughs> and also be a little culturally insensitive. Oh, I
0: know. <laughs> I mean, but there are really there are real shops that are that culturally insensitive. In and that's yeah, exactly it was, that way. And like, I wonder
1: if that's why in the second movie they tried to bring up the fact that he was a little bit Blackfoot. Like I'm not sure what they were going with. Oh, that.
0: I know. I, I, I think I think they're making fun of Elizabeth Warren. I, I feel not not specifically, really? but like that general trope of like white people in the United States being like, I'm one sixty fourth Cherokee. I thought
1: they were trying to justify their cra- their crashing oh, no. of the Native American, so. like not. I hadn't picked
2: up on that, but I agree with you now. Hearing it, so I have to bring up one one topic that is controversial on the internet. Oh, all right. So when they get to the hostess truck that is mm-hmm. down the the ravine, when you see uh, the snowballs are all on the ground, and you can tell that it is the two line version of snowballs, um, whereas Twinkies is a single line title. Now there are two shots where they show the shot of Woody Harrelson from the inside of the truck. And to the right, there is an ambiguous package. Front and to the like right.
1: Front and to the front right. Front
2: to the right, yes. Uh, so, there's an, a package that looks like it is actually Twinkies. I looked there's, at
1: this, it just looked like the Hostess logo to me. It's I the Hostess people... logo, but there's
2: only one line. There is a contingent that's saying, like, it's not a snowball but you can't say that it's a Twinkie. Twinkies were
1: in boxes. He act. He said boxes of Twinkies. That's all oh, a box.
2: It, it, what it, what most people were saying was like, there's a stagehand that hit a Twinkie there. Just for fun. All right. But we're not building
0: Tallahassee, so we don't have to argue with <laughs> no, it's how not, he rolled the one on his perception no, I just He
1: didn't go into the van. I mean, yeah. while
0: we're arguing about the hostess truck, I do want to say I mean drive I suppose, the
1: hostess truck away. <laughs> like,
0: hey, just drive the hostess <laughs> You've got
1: food sure. for a month. <laughs>
0: but there was a car accident, so some things are justifiable, but really just all the product is just sitting in the back of the truck in like yeah. just a giant pile. That seems like an odd way to store things. <laughs> also, yeah, the shelf fair, life of,
2: of a Twinkie is 25 days. So after two months. None of this is good. Like, I, I mean, technically, well,
0: let's be real. Fine. I would eat let's that Twinkie real. for <laughs> at least up I to five is, years oh, yeah. after I, I the th- apocalypse. Th- so.
1: I think this did stem probably from an urban mythology of yes, of course, these processed foods last forever on top of a shelf. So the Twinkies last forever, just like cockroaches do. So you know, in a post-apocalyptic world, yeah. there'll be a Twinkie. That's probably where this joke came from. But for some reason, after this movie came out, Hostess felt the need to go. I'm so sorry. No, it goes bad after 28 days on the shelf. Please don't eat any Twinkies that have been around for four years, we could not guarantee that they're good.
0: (laughs) Woody Harrelson, not eating any Twinkies, though, because he's vegan, which is...
1: What did he eat at the end of the movie?
0: They made a yeah, they special, special prop around. Twinkie. Was out it like, of, like tofu
1: and shit? Cornmeal. cornmeal?
0: Cornmeal, yeah.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love that. And he—he—he he, he was a great actor. He—I believe everything.
2: Oh, <laughs> so he, he got really into this character. Oh <laughs> yeah, if he you punched, read all of the things. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: punching the TSA person. Yeah. Sure. Afterwards,
2: claiming that he was still in character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah. he also he learned banjo. like enough, enough to be able to play it. Well, for well one I one mean, to, was to be an fair, dubbed
0: thing. to be
1: fair, all he had to do was go, but and he didn't do it well. I would argue, but was done well, unwell, I mean, but well enough. He did it
0: well enough for deliverance, which was the idea behind that whole scene. And
1: I would say, better than I could ever do it, because I don't care to learn the banjo. Yeah. So good for him. <laughs> I would say, can you do this? Great, buddy.
0: Well, we're on Tallahassee for some reason. I had the question, of course. I, I'm not a big NASCAR fan. shotgun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I did immediately um, did look that up. Too. Why is there a three on Why every single three? car? So like, when he paints three in the second I car, didn't it's care like, what oh, I is, did he, did, was it three on the first car or did he paint that too? Is that easy yeah. numbering? His, no. Stale Earnhardt, his cars match the right color schemes. So that's. You know, this fun. movie
1: has to appeal to all Americans. Everybody. <laughs> yep. I, you Even know, NASCAR well,
0: fans. He has his, like, idols. He has, like, a, a set of idols.
2: That I,
1: so I think that they do a better job of, like, expanding on that in the second movie, of mm-hmm. um, expanding on Tallahassee's character. And then they really just sort of short shrifted Little Rock. I just gave her no agency. Yeah, yeah, come back here, little girl. How dare you have any kind of agency? <laughs>
0: I feel like there was a Gandhi connection between the first movie and the second movie, who's and Ga- it doesn't pay who's, off. Who's Gandhi? Precisely. He's all upset about her not knowing who Gandhi is. Second movie, she's all over it, and he's like, eh, fuck it. But <laughs> now you're my
1: daughter, and fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> Still, learn hard now. Sad. But we're here to talk about Wichita.
2: <laughs> yeah, Wichita. Should we vote the character?
1: That's yes. fair. Should we do the thing? For our listeners who are new to this podcast, we roll to see who is going to guide the conversation and also break ties when and if we are at a stalemate. Also, rolling dice is fun. Okay, what are we rolling tonight?
0: So if I'd had my druthers, I would be rolling a slightly different die. This is a very pretty dye. I'm a very, I'm a big fan. This is from Crystal Maggie. It's the fantastic glass set and it has, you know, sort of like a prism refracts all colors thing going on on the inside, but it is really functionally just fancy glass. So this is, this is my $30, uh, costume jewelry ring. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Karina, you?
1: I went with a Chessex set and it is Chessex yellow with black lettering. And it's quite simple, but I really wanted to go for that Twinkie, and I've got it. It's here. That
0: looks like it would be perfect for a Kill Bill episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: it's, it's true. true. Well, I have a Kickstarter die. This is the Deadly Skull die, and it is a hollow metal die that has little skulls behind each of the numbers. I was choosing between this and... The other half of the Kickstarter campaign, which was sunken skull dice, which are little skulls embedded into a resin mold. It
0: turns out Ian has a lot of skull skull dice. I'm not really sure what to (laughs) think about that. Uh, Just in case I have to do death saving throws. I Ah, have them on hand. Okay. Well, when you make a death domain (laughs) cleric, you will be well set.
1: You can see pictures of these dice on our Instagram at Hollywood Rolls. Okay. Let's do the thing.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) Oh.
1: I for sure won. I got a 19. (laughs) Have Uh, a
0: can I have plus zero? Live.
1: Okay friends. Wichita, what race is she?
0: Well, you won initiative. What do you want what do you want to lunch with here?
1: I don't have a lot of fun things. <laughs> I, I guess I'm, I'm leaning more toward the human, but I'd like to feel like um, if you guys feel like there's more, there's more interesting builds besides a human.
0: All right. Hold on. I want to tell you why human is actually an interesting build tonight. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, and then we can move, we can move on to other things. I think there's, there's rooms for some other fun D&D things, but I feel like this zombie movie, especially, and in in line with walking dead really plays the the humanity card pretty hard like there are some really good fight scenes with zombies but it's really uh it's really like a profoundly human story that's fair and i think there's something to be said for like if you don't have a cosmopolitan cast if everyone's a human then they all feel a little bit more like they're in the same boat it's a little bit less sure If they're not all human, then it gets a little bit more of that like found family vibe that the movie has. So that's not terrible either. Yeah, there's an argument there. But I I think there's something to be said for like zombie stories are really about humans Mm -hmm. more than anything else. And so human strikes me as a reasonable choice this time around.
1: It's a very compelling argument there. I like that a lot.
0: All right. I'm going to suggest
2: one. Okay. That's not going to feel right. OK, but, but the flavor is reasonable. <laughs> no, not actually the flavor text. Actually, oh. more that, that's, that's what's not going to feel right. It's the oh. mechanics of it that kind Ooh. of work. I like this. I for like me. this. And that is Tiefling. <gasps> wow. Specifically Fierna Tiefling. Now, Fierna is a master manipulator, which for her followers gives you a plus two to charisma and a plus one to wisdom. And you get the friends camp trip, which kind of is one of those things like when you cast friends, and then like ten minutes later they realize, oh shit, I, I was fucked with here. But in the that moment, that does work for Wichita. It does work pretty well. Yep. And was the she other born thing,
1: that way though? I guess maybe we don't know. I, I mean, huh? all I we
2: know is that she was like she she was very scheming first... long before the the time that we see her. Um, the other part, like they they lack a homeland. And like we already knew she was kind of a like traveler to begin with, with, yeah. with her sister. Bit of a liar. And uh, Tieflings grow up in kind of the roughest quarters and they learn to be thieves and swindlers. Wow. It works pretty well.
0: So I, I looked at Tiefling. <laughs> I don't, I don't dislike Tiefling at all. The thing that upsets me about this character specifically is her backstory and the way that we sh- see her sort of play off her-, her sexuality to like get people to do what she wants. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that fits in with some races, but like all of those races don't feel right for her personality and behavior outside of those moments. Yeah. Tiefling actually was the one race I was kind of borderline like, yeah, that kind of works. Mechanically, actually works pretty well yeah, as a so racial I guess, background. Yeah, you'd
1: have to argue, yeah, re- yeah, for skinning all of the world of Zombieland into D&D world, she'd be mm-hmm. the most like exotic like you know the ruby of the sea is the best lay ever
0: <laughs> <laughs> i think it's true i think tiefling is really good but i'm gonna make one more swing for humans specifically okay, okay yeah i think zombie land broadly mm-hmm is a really fun um short campaign game. That's like a six game Yeah. more mm-hmm. of a one more
1: of a one shot that goes for more of a one shot you intended for to Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not
0: going to be a one shot. You like you need a lot of those good character development moments mm-hmm. for oh, sure. for the Zombie Land game to be good like the combat is all going to be versus zombies, and that's going to be fun and cool. But like, really, this is about those moments your party has struggling with resources and like having fun breaking shit in a store and stuff.
1: And the movie does kind of feel like that, right? Yeah. Like, when when you're look, looking at the movie, like its pacing seems like fully bonkers. It's like okay, like what is going on now? I guess they're just like smashing things. But it is sort of what happens in a D&D campaign. It's like, okay, now we need a combat session. Now there's a rest. <laughs> now they have an RPG session so they can get to know their characters better. Now combat!
0: So if we could go for, like, I think it needs to be those six sessions because I think at a certain point you're going to get bored. Like, zombie game in D&D is going to work for a while, but it's not going to work for a really long campaign. And you though. need
1: to convince nobody to be a cleric. <laughs> or hide the fact of what you're doing yeah, really early on. Yeah,
0: it. <laughs> Becomes easier to have those good character moments if everyone starts off human because then they don't get that extra special sauce of their race, and so everyone mm-hmm. is like everyone has their own character quirks that they're in love with, but it's not it's not so tied to that so then it, it becomes a little bit easier to have that party dynamic faster. I think, again, in the long run, like, everybody being a different race has that found family feel that this movie has a little yeah. bit better. In order to keep it short, I think it would be helpful to be human. That's really specific to, to like, the setting like, and Playability, stuff. yeah. But... I, I still think human works really well for the character. I'm not upset either way. If we're building it for the character's sake, I, I
2: totally buy Matt's argument because I, I don't think that you want to live. I would be bored by doing a zombie game week after week. That's yeah. Not the kind of thing I would want to do. It's
1: a little tiring.
2: But similar to like the second movie kind of felt tired and
1: it was a bit of a rehash, wasn't it?
2: And so they're like,
1: haha, ha, see, references, haha. Ha. <laughs> I'm trying
2: to build the character that I saw. I, yeah. Like
0: it kind of works well.
1: Yeah. It felt like it was like, be like, remember that movie? Remember bears? Remember?
0: I, I do want to come to the second movie's defense a little bit. I didn't love it. I think by 2019, it, was, it had it was a amusing. lot of problems. It didn't do what I was really worried it was going to do, which was just completely rehash the first movie, it, like scene for scene again.
1: Oh, mm. well, I, it, I, I didn't have that low of stakes for it. I thought that they'd had enough time to actually like sort of figure out what they were going to do with a sequel. But To me, the sequel still felt a bit like what i expected the sequel it, to be the yeah.
0: sequel felt a lot more like you know not another teen movie or high school movie or some other like yeah. parody movie It was than a spiritual it felt like, like thing. yeah
1: like then why yeah. did it take you 10 years like mm-hmm. this wasn't this it didn't earn 10 years of coming out no
0: i think it just came out 10 years later i think that's the only <laughs> yes. that's the only 10 years <laughs> number have been to a talk 2010 2011 yeah. <laughs> yes yeah
1: double tap it was like why 10 years no no reason <laughs>
0: All
2: right, Granny, you got to make a choice.
1: You know, the impassioned speech by Matt, I think, has done it for me because the humanity. I think I'm a sucker for a story. And I think the humanity of the story is going to win me here. That's
2: fair. No, I mean, mine is entirely a mechanical argument. Yeah, which I appreciate. It does actually work for the character. And I do love it. We don't see her at the beginning of. So it's reasonable to kind of just write it up for her. But I I agree.
0: Human works well. When we get to class, if you're going to try and play this character in not a zombie campaign. Yes. I, I've got a real specific argument, and if if we start going down weird roads, then I think tiefling becomes maybe a more interesting option again. I think mm. if
1: you're gonna walk up at this table with like a um, what used to happen before the pandemic, we could kind of like walk into like a league's game, be like, "Hi, I've got a character," and, yeah. you, and you walk in saying, "I've got a tiefling that is this character from Zombie Land." People go, "Cool, sit at my table. Let's see what we're doing." I think that could maybe work better than maybe what we're trying to do mm-hmm. perhaps mm-hmm. tonight.
0: I mean, for and for what this character is going to do, I, I assume. Tiefling's gonna get you a charisma bonus still, even though you're a weird subrace.
2: Yeah, it's a plus two in charisma and plus yeah. one in wisdom.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. That's, so I, I, w- I wanted, I wanted to like tiefling for that reason because I feel like this character is very charisma based
2: mm-hmm. i, I like I was, I was specifically looking for things that gave me either friends or charm person and it gives me both mm, yeah oof.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah both yeah. good that's very good that's very good <sighs> i know i i know you're doing so great but i have to use your own argument against you i know it feels it right, feel right to be a human <laughs> I,
2: I i opened up with it, it like it's not gonna feel We're, right but <laughs>
1: you're totally right this is mechanically what we want from this character to be optimal at the table yep but i feel like this this needs to be um a human it's a human
0: thing. Zombies are a human thing. She's
1: very flawed. <laughs> and right. I'm
0: all I'm all right with human or variant human. I don't I don't know that we need a lot of feats. I think there are some feats that are going to feel all right for her. But um, it's also fine to make her generally good at everything. I feel like every character in this movie is kind of generally good at everything.
1: I guess before we move on, then, did anybody have any like strong feelings about having a feat that we need to grab, like as a racial bonus? Like the way that I'd like to i like to feel this out if we grab a uh, grab a human. <laughs> hello you're my human and we're gonna give it any kind of feat is it important right now that that is sort of inherent to this character That that's what she gets from her humanness is like she's born innately with a feat because i feel like that's where we put in the feet before we talk about feats and the after sense like you get that at level four to right me the, now does she get one by being born into where she's being born
0: to me the strongest feat option for this character is probably actor because it's going to it's going to help in all of those all of those situations when you're trying to convince people of things and lie to them. and
1: But actor never works kind of the way we ever want it to, right? It's more of like how to mimic something. Is she mimicking? I mean, maybe. Maybe she's mimicking like a distressed woman.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. She yeah. does do that.
1: Okay. That's she does
0: her. it at the gas station. I think mm-hmm. she's functionally doing that with, with her it's sister. The way
1: that I read actor, is more like. That are Mim- like, like
0: mimicking a specific I'm person, Macbeth, I'm gonna, right? Like yeah. I'm doing
1: like an yeah. affectation, but I can totally buy your argument that that's like she's affecting like I'm a woman in distress and she's not right. Yeah, she's fully capable. So I guess her actor is coming through, which is like, help, please help, help, help.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it necessary? No. Does it happen relatively early on? Yeah. I, like the gas station scene is the first First information we have about her. The other the other feat that I'm I'm interested in um, probably doesn't make sense as a racial feat. We'll talk about it later, but like, yeah, we we're can gonna, pick up
1: some feats if we want them. There's a lot yeah. of
0: guns in the movie. We might want gunner. We might want crossbow expert, but that's probably not a racial no racial feat.
1: Yeah, I don't think she was born knowing, <laughs> hopefully. We don't know about, about a lot about her.
0: The the one other feat I would make an argument for, which could could be racial, is Alert. I don't feel super strongly about Alert, but she does seem to have survived the zombie apocalypse up to this point pretty well. And so it would make sense that maybe she's a little bit hair-triggered. I and mean, she is running away from people an awful lot pretty fast. That was on my um, list.
1: Yeah, I did consider that maybe she had her head on a swivel because she's yeah. been having to kind of be the mom for her sister for this long. But maybe she... Has a bit of alert, but again, I don't know if that's where we want to stick that. I, yeah, I, don't, know. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I'm fine, but I'm fine with not having variant human. I'm fine, fine yeah. with just yeah. I, like
2: I, I think it
1: goes well with human. the argument we were
0: making earlier.
2: I think like, it's a
1: beautiful it's argument, It's a very
0: human thing. Yeah, it doesn't need it's to be why, like. A, why
1: a we're always so scared about zombies? <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> what if you're not human anymore?
0: Yeah, I that that is the other thing about all. Uh, having everyone be human in the party if everyone's human in the party then all your zombies can also be human and you can have sort of a normal zombie story whereas as soon as you get like yeah the zombie is a different race than you it's like eh, that takes something out of that that mm-hmm. feel of that yeah that it definitely terror.
1: disconnects you from the like
0: the consequences of getting bit.
1: i shoot them in the head did yeah. you just do that oh. oh
0: yeah 406 if you're still in there
1: <laughs> okay friends how do we think the class is going to work out? I got initiative, so I get to say my favorite. Yeah, go. Okay, so I like I like two, but I think I like one more. I think I like Rogue first.
0: Rogue's your favorite?
1: I think Rogue is my Rogue's favorite. Rogue's where
0: you want to go here?
1: I think so. I think so.
0: Let's talk about not Rogue. Let's come back to Rogue. I'd like to come back to Rogue sort of last. I feel pretty strongly that Rogue is the right option here.
1: Okay. I've got mm-hmm. I've got a few others that I'd like to talk about, but...
0: All right. Well, we'll see if we land there, if some crazy <laughs> argument convinces us all otherwise. Uh,
1: we'll <laughs> see. I've got my Twinkie 19 over here.
0: <laughs> uh,
2: well, the, the only other one I had, aside from Rogue, uh, is Bard. Um, I've and got Bard on
1: my list. yeah, I like,
2: I like Bard as a, a a flavor on con artist. And I actually found so it. I think
1: w- like where you were saying with your tiefling, like how I want to get her charisma high. I was also feeling this is a high charisma character. And I mm-hmm. feel like that lends itself so well to Bard. Yeah. But please tell me, like, where do you want her to go with Bard? Cause I so love
2: that. W- where I was trying to go is like, if I'm trying to, there's no obvious class for con artist. No, um, which but, is
1: really a detrimental thing that I thought would I be obvious in D and D, but not so much. I guess. I
0: did well, if if who made one. If you're a grognard like me from the third edition days, <laughs> yeah, and you remember pres-
1: <laughs> <laughs> prestige
0: classes where there were like 400 D and D official honk classes. Honk shu, honk
1: shu, honk shu. <laughs>
0: then you you remember what it was like and it didn't work
2: out so great. I did find someone who created a con artist class. And it's basically a combination of College of Eloquence, College of Glamour, Bard. You get a class feature of striking looks. Then you get silver tongue and distraction and some other things. Yeah, I like that. It feels like
1: Zoolander. blue steel striking looks yes yes <laughs> is this character i can't get you
2: to let me play it later if i don't tell you about it now <laughs> uh-oh uh-oh the, the things i liked out of those two bard colleges college of eloquence gives you silver tongue which is basically they're trying to explain your right oh i love silver things. tongue i've
1: got i've got college of eloquence down for sure yeah because she's a con artist what else do we get besides yeah silver tongue you're a master at saying the right thing at the right time Mm -hmm. persuasion deception checks you can basically be like jack of all trades i I love it i love that
2: and college of glamour is interesting uh, as an alternative which is your,
1: your glamour
2: it's enthralling performance, uh, which is essentially like Charm person.
1: But make me your argument of that. Is she doing that?
2: Yeah, like well in, in both the, in the gas, in gas station, station, station scene I was scene, talking about earlier. And also in the supermarket where she like uh, puts you guys on are using my own
1: like rage arguments against me. <laughs> this is how we're gonna rage. Here's how we're gonna glamour. Your yeah. your, your performance She's it, putting on a performance her for the comments. Performance con is her, her is her vulnerability. Yeah. Okay. I buy that. I like that.
2: I like both of them kind of the equally. The fact that she can why. play
1: vulnerable is her, is her performance because she's not vulnerable and she's fine.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Okay. 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 All right.
0: I, I see where you're going. And when I, when I ask you the question, but what about spells? I think you're going to have an answer until about third level because you've got your charm person. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe there are a few more in that genre of sort mm-hmm. of like mind-affecting spells that you can get. And then there's also gonna be for like cantrips, you're probably gonna be a fan of Vicious Mockery for this mm-hmm. character, yep, I feel yep, like. Yep. Yeah. Uh, which is a solid choice. But I feel like once you get beyond those things oh, in the I spell list, it's totally agree. Get real weird. like Her background
2: is, like, as a con artist, and then she comes in, then she's in Zombieland. Also, do we need her to be
1: higher than third level? I don't know. I don't don't think we do. Is that high? Yeah. Yeah.
2: But then I, I would say, like, now she's in Zombieland, she multiclasses into something useful to be in Zombieland. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I
1: like I, w-
0: rogue. I would be willing to accept a bard rogue. So a bard rogue multi-class is very reasonable. <laughs> Bards used to be a specialization of rogue to begin with. All right. I want to make my weird and wacky argument here. Go. Please do. Bear with me. This gets real weird, real fast. Mm. Oh, no. So I think the way that this character works.
1: I'm already like anticipating something wacky.
0: Is because Sorry, of but... a little rock.
1: No, oh no.
0: So if you didn't have Little Rock in the party, if there wasn't somebody who was willing to be your Little Rock, uh huh, then if you don't somehow bring Little Rock in yourself, yes, you're gonna be you're gonna be a little lost. You're gonna be in a little bit of trouble. Now I think functionally, what Little Rock exists to do is create a sense of danger and to continually sort of bring her back to the party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can get somewhere near there. If you go with Beastmaster Ranger and have like a faithful dog companion, who is your little rock, who likes the party better than you do and is just like constantly wanting to come back to them.
1: I was afraid that was going to come up. (laughs) So
0: I'm not saying this is going to be a movie accurate build. I think if we went this direction, it would get real confusing really fast. We Uh wouldn't be able to do a lot of things. But I think in terms of being able to actually play this character that constantly wants to run away and then is constantly brought back if you can simultaneously play the thing that runs away and the thing that brings you back to the party. Or you just
1: have another friend at the table that is your like that. running away character.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I kind of thought you were going to go with warlock there for a second so. Well, okay, oh, no. so I said beastmaster <laughs> hunter, but technically oh. technically this works with pact of the chain warlock. Yeah. <laughs> as well as a wizard with a familiar. It's a little harder with a familiar cuz you have a little too much control over the familiar. Yeah, Um, Pocket Dimension. Pocket Dimension. And, like, really, (laughs) your your character has too much control over the familiar. That's the problem. That you have control over their animal companion works great, because then you can make your animal companion sort of disobey your player character and that works okay that's my crazy argument you guys
1: are bonkers (laughs) we can ignore that i ever said
0: anything because basically no choice will make any sense after that point but i think from a role play perspective that could be really cool
1: I, i think you just let your dm like you just have a background where like i've got a sister that's lost and then the dm goes you think you saw your sister all right, I'm going this way. Ta-da, it's done.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, that would be a slightly, like, I think that could be a slightly different character. Because, like, she has this this...
1: If you tell your DM, I've got, I'm looking for my sister. Yeah, but her
0: leaving the party is more about her, like, feeling the need to be independent, oh, feeling I, the need so to be I guess, safe. Yeah, well,
1: we'll have to talk about this maybe more in playability. But, yeah, if your character is constantly leaving the party, that's a different... You've got other di- problems. <laughs> that's a different discussion. And Yeah, probably this is not for a new player or a new oh, table. Oh, yeah, I to, think it's a little challenging. This, this will be... Yeah, everybody will hate you, so...
2: Yeah, unless it's built into your character, like Ashley Johnson, it's like I've got to go film some. Stuff, yeah, maybe I can't. So
1: maybe maybe can't make it we every and week.
0: Back I'm gone. Yeah, I, actually,
1: this could be a good build for you. somebody I mean, that can't make it every week. This is your player that has some weird commitment issues. I, I left a bad note. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> hey, I'm back, you guys. and They're like surly about you. Oh my gosh. Okay, you
0: guys. Okay, One more honorable mention, just for fighter. Um, I don't. I don't think fighter is a super strong choice, but I think. I it couldn't makes, make anything work
1: with fighter. Please tell me about fighter. It makes
0: sense for some multiclassing things. Mostly just um, Guns. gunslinger fighter <laughs> would, would be a reasonable option. Uh, Champion doesn't really get a whole lot. It just gets sort of like expanded critical range. The thing that I like from Fighter is it strikes me as being a solid sort of base of the pillar for a character, like just feeling that strong yeah, combat competence. It's, it's,
1: I was trying to go. I was trying to figure out a place for a Fighter, and really, I think it would do they get like a thing at the first level, or is it like a third level, like some of the um, classes.
0: They get some good things at first, second, and third level. Uh, so maybe
1: like dipping into some Fighter wouldn't be a bad idea.
0: It, it's a good
2: alternative to.
1: It's a good way to grow your character. From...
0: From Bart. Or yeah,
1: rogue, but like I'd like to talk about.
0: I don't want to stomp on your rogue discussion. You start it off.
1: So for me, I like this character from a rogue perspective. And the reason why I like it is purely from, I think about a background in the same way that I think about a class. You're sort of born innately with it. And when you don't know a lot about them, you sort of have to go from where you meet them. So this character, I feel like when we know them, even prior to zombie apocalypse time, they are swindling people, mostly mm-hmm. men, out of their you know, hard-earned cash with their bubbles for their sister to go elsewhere. And I felt like Rogue Mastermind felt like it could get us where we wanted to from there because it says you're focused on people and influence and secrets that they have, the words are your weapons as often as knives or poison. I know that this character has to, when they're in the zombie apocalypse, resort to guns and weapons, but they don't have them. They have to con people out of their guns and weapons and their vehicles because they also aren't that great at it. Their strengths aren't in vehicle proficiency or using weapons. They're good at charming boys out of their things because they just sort of are that sexy or that, you know, using their womanly wiles to do that. So for that reason, I liked Mastermind. Mm-hmm. You get um, Master of Tactics. You can use the help action also as a bonus action. So you can help your players. So she's also not you know only doing things for her own, but she mm-hmm. can then be a team player. Like, one of the rules, you should ask for help, and she can help as a bonus action. One of the rules. She can do it as a bonus action. Yep, yep. So, for the con, I didn't like as much as that you don't see her really do necessarily, like, sneak attack kind of stuff.
0: So, Inquisitive is again, I have said this before, it's mostly the Sherlock Holmes thing, mm-hmm. so it doesn't necessarily feel super right for her. Yeah, But it's going to get us one critical thing, which is if we get up to third level, she'll get insightful fighting, which lets her make a, an insight check against a creature that she can see uh, con- contested by their deception. And if she succeeds, then she can use sneak attack just as a result of that check. But
1: I feel like but she's, she's not doing, doing, doing any that. of that. I feel like she's doing sneak attack at all, which is why I, I'm actually making an argument against Rogue. Like I, I think she's doing together. a lot
0: of damage when Where? she uh when they're on when the only time we see her in a lot of combat when she is on the sort of drop zone ride at the end
1: if anything i think that she's getting like that advantage for like the helping like thing like yeah. maybe she's helping her sister get better like yeah, her hit, sister's
0: hit. not hitting she's hitting her sister might be helping her
1: she was killing zombies on the drop thing
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, she was always
1: hitting it her sister missed once and then she remembered the lesson that she got from tallahassee to control her breathing
0: mm-hmm. yeah and I'm, if anything
1: I, you could argue that her sister was helping her right, <laughs> right. as a bonus action in fact
2: yeah <laughs> i don't know that like any of her shots are doing extra damage
0: because there's a pr- another like, yeah friendly so that, that was the thing where, like
1: inherently and even in the second movie that, I like, that, that, and
0: that was why i was arguing for having a special way to get the sneak attack damage that's like her own character not not because i have advantage although she does have the high ground, Anakin.
1: Yeah, but in, in any case, as a rogue you would always get the sneak attack anyway. Like, that's a that's a, just a rogue thing. That's the only thing that I was saying. Like,
0: well, you can only sneak, you can only sneak attack if you have advantage or if there's an ally in yeah, melee, or, sneaky, or, sneaky or like yeah. there there are a handful of reasons why you can have sneak attack. Yeah. And, it would be interesting for her not to use any of the regular sort of roguish reasons. That's the reason why I like Master. That's fair. Or, I mean, I guess English you could life.
1: argue if she has like a Tallahassee that needs to be melee or something that wants to like really get in there with like a hatchet or something. I, Especially yeah. in the second movie.
0: I think if you were actually playing this out, you would more or less always have an, an ally in melee. So it wouldn't be necessary anyways. But. You didn't mention about rogue. The thing that I really like rogue for is that you get disengaged as a bonus action and she is doing nothing if not running away all the time. <laughs> not like in combat. Not in combat, but I, I feel like I feel like that that contributes to the flavor of like she re- she it's retreats. an action in combat Just. but I think she would do that in combat like she's not running away from the combat but she's running away from the zombies like she doesn't want to be up close to the zombies I think she is the ranged combatant character in your party Yeah, she's gonna
1: like hit them and then run away I see the argument there for sure If if they come too close she's like throwing a thing and running away to grab a gun if she doesn't have a gun. Once like, the, sure. once the gun go- runs out, she's out of there.
0: She's not going to necessarily run away from her sister. I feel like that's the, that's that's where that argument starts that's breaking the, down. Yeah. Like mm-hmm.
1: the sister's clearly the MacGuffin. Yeah, that yep. we have to deal with. Um, and I see where your ranger kind of comes into yeah, there. Yeah,
0: it solves that problem for us. But
1: I think you just have a good friend that you're like. Let's play D and D together. You're my little sister. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I, I like I like Bard then something Bard before.
1: I don't like the something I, else. I don't like the Bard
2: though. What do you not like about bard?
1: I don't feel like for me, bards are inherently a caster class and I'm not sure what, what,
2: what, what is it, she? It's, it's a charm person and, and friends that she's doing.
0: Yeah. So it's all the and mind. That's affecting all that it things. is really
2: like, and, and like yeah. she wouldn't be hard at like high level. She'd get to level three and then stop. Cause now we're in zombie land. Uh, and then she needs some fighting skills, whether that's rogue or fighter or whatever. I, I think,
0: I think there are ways we could make taking that dip make sense. Um, I think it's going to make the character more challenging to play. I don't know. Because you don't like, we want to, I like, I, we kind of want to give her vicious mockery. And I understand why we want to give her vicious mockery. But at the same time, like, I'm not sure if we want her to use vicious mockery. Oh, I, I would
2: think that she'd be more like the party front uh, in terms of uh, dealing with new people that they'd encounter. And, Sure, but in combat, she's not be the mockery. No. I think we
1: want her to be the face of the party, but I don't think you need to be a bard to be the face of the party.
2: No, I don't think so either. Sorry, I'm... This is more of a background argument than it is a class argument. It's it's more of like I would believe that she was a bard before she entered Zombie Land, and that's why she knows how to con people.
1: Why do you think that's not coming from the rogue aspect, but what do you believe is not co- it's coming from the bard but not the rogue?
2: It's very similar to the argument you're making for Mastermind. Um, the there I just liked the idea of her having a charm person.
1: I get that, but I like I, I we can always feed that away too. Hold please. on. <laughs>
0: The other argument, uh, the other argument I can come back to is the human argument, which is that is it more interesting if she has charm person or is it more interesting if she is succeeding at persuasion checks? Just I think she's a just just so human that just
1: happens to be like
0: really good at it. Well, like I think that feels better for the character. It w- but here's the thing. We're, we're now prescribing how your dice rolls are going to go. and That's yeah. never going to feel great. Um, whereas charm person, like it's at least a little bit more foolproof. It's going to give you a higher
2: chance of it succeeding when you're doing your cons. Yeah, It's versus the save rather than just rolling yeah. well
0: enough. I mean,
1: there's a reason she and her sister are sort of desperate without a car every single time. I don't think they are very good at it. I think they're just scraping by. Yeah. And they've been doing it before.
0: They're OK yeah. at setting those traps, though. <laughs> at, least well, <laughs> at least for these t- when, when two people. At least for these two idiots. When their
1: car breaks down, they know how to trap somebody. I mean, we saw it in Book of Eli too. <laughs> People do the same, yeah. they do the same cons over and over again, and the same roads, and it seems to work out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with her just being an average human knowing how to trick stupid boys. <laughs>
2: yeah, and no, I, I like your help argument. I think that's that's the
0: strongest argument for me. I have no problem with Mastermind. I feel like Mastermind's a great choice for this character. I yeah. got
1: initiative. We're taking it. Let's do it. All right, let's talk about background i've got five oh, i probably oh care goodness. about wow i probably care about two
2: okay let's <laughs> talk good. about those two <laughs> okay well good.
1: i want an initiative so i want to talk about my favorite one yeah my pet background haunted one yeah
0: i had that one down too that's one of my two <laughs> i feel
1: like actually sort of works because we never know where their parents went it's true and when where you brush the hair
0: away from her eyes then you can see that He's she's got a, a clearly deep yeah dark backstory and if we,
2: inside there. and if we don't have charm person there's got to be some other reason why they're helping her by just looking into her eyes that's
1: exactly why i wanted it thank you <laughs> ian for helping me with the argument they can see that you're clearly broken there's some trauma there and they're like i I really yeah, want to just brush that hair over your eyes and make it all better. Because that's what you do as a boy, right? This makes it better. Not that trauma you've <laughs> had all your life. Is not that... asking about where your parents went or are they alive or not. What's your real name? Yeah, you can ask, but you're not going to get it. What really the... helps is that brushing of the hair over the The year.
0: problem is that you don't have an adequate hairband and or rubber band. You're just... she uh...
1: does, but you know, there's some wispies. He just really has a compulsion to...
0: Oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: This is how I'm going to do my kiss, that I'll finally get to do. I mean, I've totally kissed people before. Everything's fine.
0: Oh, yeah. in a FedEx truck. Yeah, that's how that works. Three (laughs) weeks ago. All right. So,
1: yeah, I love Haunted One, but um, I've got others. So I've said my favorite. What what do you guys got?
0: Charlatan. Charlatan. So I have been told several times every time I bring up Charlatan that Charlatan is con man. And we have clear evidence that in her background, she is a con woman. So,
1: but it doesn't get us what we like out of it's it. It's not. I know. It doesn't. In the haunted one, it gets us what we want. They, they they help you because you're clearly a broken person. And in Charlatan, you have a you can become another person. Yes, yeah. I guess she's also Krista and Wichita. But she's not, like, forging documents to be Wichita no, legally. No, she's not. But it's I,
2: the closest, like, flavor-wise to being a con artist. And, like, if we're talking about before the movie, might it crim- works. Well, then Hold why on. not
1: Criminal? Criminal or is the other one I had down. Also it. Urchin, I thought would be interesting. It doesn't work how I want it to. Yeah. But, like, if you want to say, like, it feels right.
0: There's her pet.
1: Right? <laughs> 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 got, like, a a, get a pet. <laughs> I have to go save it.
0: If we go with charlatan, then the background actually does get us something additional, something that that just looking at your class name doesn't tell you about the character. And I think that is interesting. Now, at the same time, so we like, don't know what the Haunted One event is. I know, I, but I love that's that, a, actually. That's
1: actually part of it, too, is that, yeah. like, it says even, like, the people that can look into you, they see that you're haunted, and you never speak its name. Yeah. yeah. And that's never worked before. Everything that's ever happened before that have argued for Haunted One, we know, we know what, what it, it is. is. We don't know what it is. Where did their parents go? Nobody ever asks. Nobody ever asks where John Little Rock's parents went. <laughs>
0: is the Haunted One event... How it is that Little Rock comes to be the uh, the city that her sister cares about. Maybe she witnessed some terrible thing happen to the people who You're were originally really caring for Little Rock.
1: So I like the haunted one as a background, but also some of the things that I don't like about it are the proficiencies. So we have to choose two from Investigation... Religion, Survival, and Arcana. And that doesn't sound as sexy as when we get to choose things from Criminal Spy, where we get Stealth and Deception. Like, I want that Stealth and Deception from Haunted One. Why can't we be a Haunted One with some Stealth and Deception?
0: I think Rogue is going to give us a pretty big list of yeah. skills to choose from. Ooh, okay. We're going to get Deception yeah, from I that. I gonna gonna forgot okay.
1: about how that... Yeah, layers. Okay. And I do think
0: both investigation and survival feel appropriate for this character. Like survival, it's pretty obvious how that works I want survival
1: for sure. Yeah, definitely. She's like kept her and her sister alive even prior to the zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And I feel like investigation,
0: if we're going to go mastermind rogue, that fits in pretty directly to just like figuring out how you're going to set up your con, reading the whole scene, all of the things that you've got to work with and then carefully laying your trap. That feels, that feels like that's some investigation. Well, rules.
1: you guys are making arguments for me, so I love this. No, I, I <laughs> liked
0: Haunted One. That, I that like, was my favorite. I didn't, I didn't have to... Haunted One for some reason. I don't know why I didn't think of that. I should obviously have thought of it, but it's correct.
1: Yay. I love it. It actually fits for once. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, you made, and, and of course, you, you won my heart over by immediately saying what the feature does it rather than us just using the want. name. Yeah. It really does the right thing.
1: Mm-hmm. I usually try to argue for it just for how it feels, and this one actually does what I Finally wanted to it. do. All right, so ability scores. This one, I feel like maybe we can just talk about like what's high, what's low, and maybe somewhere in the middle doesn't really matter as much. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I feel like charisma needs to be the highest. Yes,
2: yep. I think charisma is highest.
1: She's not doing nothing if she's not like, hey, here we go. Let's like, you know, my my sister's gonna about to die. We're mm-hmm. doing this. Honor, Give me your gun and goodbye, sir.
0: I think honorary mention for dexterity. I think that's going to be up in the top three. Like grabbing the
1: gun or like how is only she? Because
0: otherwise you're building a broken rogue. Because she's.
1: Well, oh, no, 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 Because
0: well. you're building a broken rogue because she's actually hitting shots a lot. She actually is pretty good oh, with the gun. Fair. You want to be able to hit things. She's like hitting things pretty reliably. So dexterity too. seems high, but like that can be her second. And I that's fine. Yeah,
1: I think yeah. mostly what this character is doing is she's convincing people to help her mm-hmm. and she steals what they've got. Then she doesn't know how to fix what they got when they have broken. Yeah. then she just does that again on repeat. And <laughs> she's done that before the zombie apocalypse. Sounds good. So yeah, charisma first, dexterity second. I like that. Um, we have thought of dumps. I mean, I guess I'm think I... thinking strength, right? I don't oh,
2: know. I was actually thinking Khan only because we don't see her Khan? take
1: any blows. That's fair. Is she really getting hit a lot? Maybe that's why her dex is, needs to be higher too. I,
0: I also don't see her as being a strong endurance character. Like she yeah. um, yeah. sends Little Rock in to, to steal the car and just hangs out.
1: That's fair. Behind yeah, the hay you're taking really any heavy tanking things, huh? No.
0: She yeah. She ma- she maybe fails at the uh what is it? Rule number one, cardio.
1: Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Also, so if you're playing a D&D zombie campaign with this kind of like you get bit and now you're a zombie zombie, mm-hmm. then your con doesn't matter that much. Because once you've gotten hit, you're screwed. <laughs> so like yeah. don't get hit. That's the rule in this game. Yeah, that's fair. All right. So let's talk about playability. So there's two different aspects to playability when it comes to this podcast. There's like mechanically did the character sheet that we made, is that like a character that you can play in D and D would it work? Would it be fun? Does it, suck in combat is there any major problems that's an interesting thing to talk about but also and i think more to the point does choosing to make a character based on this particular movie character help you make meaningful roleplay decisions is that gonna help make it easier to play the character or are you just gonna get frustrated when you are supposed to be this big action hero and you fail at some things whatever it is let's start with this uh, mechanical discussion karina mechanically do you feel like this character is playable
1: I actually would feel like this would be really fun to play. When I was trying to figure out how to build this character, thought, okay, I love Emma Stone. If I'm going to like play Emma Stone at a at a table, what would I want? That's why I tried to build her like more charisma forward. Like I, as much as I'm on this podcast right now, I feel like in my personal life, I'm not a very like heavy forward talker. And if you want to be the face of the party, you want somebody. That's going to have a high charisma, so that incentivizes that to play, right? So mm-hmm. you give her high charisma so that she can go talk, and that's yeah. what this character does. She's always out there in front to deceive people, right? Purposely mm-hmm. going out in front and just using that uh, womanly wiles <laughs> that she's got, which is her charisma, and then using that to then trick people, so that's where the roguish stuff comes in. So mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's playable depending on the rest of your party, mechanics but that's always the case anyway right she
0: might end up being a little bit of an advanced character because both you need to feel comfortable talking at the table a lot for all of those sort of like npc interactions which is like yeah. it's different than being confident with D. that's that's a different sort of experience i mean if you're playing at a table where you know everybody and you feel comfortable having Having your character be the one who's like, I'm going to talk for everybody else. Like, there's a new person. It's my job to talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. I found an interesting discussion that was going
2: on about, not specific to this movie, but around con artists and, mm-hmm. and the fact that um, it brings up this weird topic in D&D of incongruence of a personal comfort zones and yeah. how they play at the table. Cause oh, like, for sure. in most cases, the player you are playing is going to be stronger or more dexterous than you are in real life. Mm -hmm. Um, And like the things that you are able to say that you can do in D&D and roll to see if you do it are going to be things that you probably can't do in real life.
1: That's why I never want to play a a, a human character. I'm a human every day. Fuck that.
2: (laughs) <laughs> but where it becomes interesting is if you're playing a character that is like, well, hey, more intelligent or more charismatic than that you feel are, like? that actually, could be nice. yeah. Um, which is hard because then you're actually trying to come up with the Step things that the you eyebrow, are doing yeah. as that person who is more charismatic than you are. If you're a level twenty wizard, like uh, 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 they're going to be smarter than you, so how do you yeah. come up with this thing? Or like if you're a con artist, how do you come up with this con that your like, character might be able to? So come up high,
1: yeah, it? But I'm not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Uh, yeah. which, which just makes it harder to play at the table. But if you're comfortable with it, that's fun. Like she's got a plus seven in deception and performance. So if you're willing to go for that, yeah. awesome.
1: And with this character, I think, yeah, all it really needs to be is that like vicious mockery quip. All you need to do is be like a bit a bit sarcastic and a bit quippy. And I think that goes a long way.
0: If your friends have roped you into a game of D&D because you've taken a lot of improv classes, but never played <laughs> D&D, this may be the <laughs> right character for <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> Are you quippy? What Are do you I sarcastic? Do?
0: What do I do in combat? I just you just shoot things, just nothing else. I don't have to read any other rules. Just I choose which thing I want to shoot, and I shoot that thing. Cool. I'm good. So then, out of combat, you no, know, just bullshit. We'll do whatever you want. Rad. We'll it's tell you when you roll. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you
1: can do things, but you don't have to. Yeah, cool. I won't. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> you can be more useful. No, I won't. Okay, cool. That's fine.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's let's transition to the second talk about playability, which I feel like we've already kind of done. Which mm-hmm. is to say, I I think there are things about this character that will help you make decisions if if you really lead heavy with that expertise and per, uh, performance and deception. Yeah. I lie to people. That's how I convince them to do things that I want to do. And
1: then I run away if it does If it's inconvenient for me. <laughs> and yeah,
0: as, as soon as as soon as I feel like I am too attached to people, I yep. run away. Yep. And this that that by the way, only going to work if your entire party is like, okay, we have to go get her, him, whatever gender your character ends up being. Yeah. Um, afterwards so like if if you are the plot hook for like my party needs to move then that that could be helpful like if you've got an entire party of clerics and paladins who are always too busy that they might make the thinking they might make the wrong decision to ever leave the tavern like then this character could be really helpful for that otherwise yeah. a pretty
1: shitty thing to do <laughs> don't constantly leave the party unless you've got buy-in from the rest of the table please discuss this prior to that because that's just a right way of getting and or going issue. back
2: to the previous point if you are on an improv comedy group <laughs> and you constantly have to not be character. present for the game, yeah. Yeah. then this could work great.
1: And you can also be yeah, just a new character every time. You've popped in. You're like, Hi, I love you. Kiss bye. <laughs> and you never co- <laughs> you never your character never comes back to the table ever again. You come back in as a different character. And that's okay, too. Krista slash Wichita is a level three non-variant human rogue mastermind with background of Haunted One with expertise in deception. For the rest of the build, find the character sheet on hollywoodrolls.com.
2: If you can, please leave us a rating on whatever podcatcher you use. Tell a friend. Go crazy. Tell three. The best place to find us is hollywoodrolls.com. Email us suggestions for movies or characters at doubletap at hollywoodrolls.com. We're at hollywoodrolls on Instagram, at hollywood underscore rolls on Twitter, and Patreon at patreon.com hollywoodrolls. We're not sponsored by
1: d and Beyond.
2: Wizards of the Coast. Kirkland Brand Tequila.
1: Zoom.us.
0: Wormwood, Elderwood Academy. Hostess. General Motors. Ziploc.
1: Pacific Playland.
0: Sony Pictures. Gas and Gulp.
1: Mountain Dew. Code Red.
2: Kimo Sabi's Trading Post. Or the TCL Chinese Theater.
1: Thanks for listening.